the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, everyone. 99.5 KKLA, Southern California Live, Los Angeles, San Diego. This is Matthew Barnett from the LA Dream Center, Angeles Temple. Throwing myself into the dungeon here of uh, talk radio and enjoying hosting the show, hearing a lot of vast opinions regarding all that is going on in the world today, and especially in the city of Los Angeles of dealing with the vaccine mandate has been the issue and the phones have been lighting up with people who have had different types of observations about what's going on. First of all, I was just, you know, mainly in the first hour was trying to remind people that uh, there will be differences of opinion. People will see it a different way. But my concern is kind of the uh, the mindset, the belief that some people are this group of people and this group of people and the division and and fighting over the unvaccinated and the vaccinated and the conversation, you know, of of uh, this group versus this. It sounds like some science fiction movie or something, you know, the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. And you can eat over there, but you can't eat over here. And just kind of the message and the darkness that surrounds that a little bit. It's not what we as believers know, or it shouldn't be what we know. We should be about serving one another. I think about a scripture in the Bible where it says that Jesus entered the home of a man by the name of Simon the leper. He was with a man um, during that time where many people didn't want him to associate with. And, uh, all, and so I think in the world that we live in today, I think a lot of us, kind of uh, look at groups of people when we see them, we walk the other way, we do our best to try to get out of the way and in the self-preservation mindset, which is very, very important to be careful and to be safe and do everything you can to be as smart as you possibly can. But, you know, as believers, we are not, we are people who are supposed to die to ourselves and live to Christ, which means that we serve one another and we serve by being smart. We serve by being respectful, all of that. That we can't stop reaching out to people and helping people in need. And I've seen that firsthand during this pandemic at the Dream Center where we have served hundreds of people whose lives have been impacted uh, by the desolation of everything, of losing everything. Children learning to order drugs in their computer, you know, and, and suddenly find themselves into addiction. Uh, people picked up things they've never picked up before. And all that is going on surrounding this and that problem seems to be. Now we're just looking at everything from one angle of this angle or that angle and not looking at it from this totalitarian. And that is all the different types of people who are going through different things and how we can be smart and, and uh, at the same time understand that there are a lot of different needs and repercussions and collateral damage that's happened because of this uh, pandemic and the lives of young people who feel like they have been the last ones to be remembered uh, during this, that they have been put on the shelf the longest and, uh, as I said, there's a young man in our church who came up to me and said, Pastor, he goes, I don't know if I really want to live anymore. And, um, and he said, I'm not afraid to die. I said, why are you not afraid to die? He said, because why would I care about living in a world like this anyways? And, and so, you know, there's just there's things that, that we have to do to get our young people back and get them away from this mindset of fearing, looking the other way. And, and you know, in my own life, I had blood clots in my lungs twice, pulmonary embolism almost took my life. But uh, 
even during the pandemic, you know, I put my gloves on my mask and I was trying to be as sensitive as possible, but I was out there feeding people because the doing of good does not change just because circumstances change. We have to keep reaching out. We have to keep doing good and keep serving one another. And that's what this hour is about. It's about um, differences of opinion. It's, it's the first call I got that first hour came flying in and it was a good call about the, 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 the mandates and how they were in support of them. Uh, many people also said that they don't support. But today we're going we're gonna to jump right into this. And I want to thank you guys for having such a, an open heart and opinion regarding this. Because we are living in an unbelievable era. You know, it's, it's different. Los Angeles is different. I was in Dallas, Texas the other day. And it was almost as like it was a whole different world. I was shocked to see how wide open everything was. And then, uh, and then here it's different. And then, you know, just a lot of things that are happening now with these mandates. There's a lot of mistrust. Uh, for the vaccine in some circles. There's some people that have dealt with um, issues, uh, for example, of of past uh, experimental drugs that took place in African-American communities that might cause a little bit more, understandably so, skepticism or more questions, which is okay to ask questions. It's okay to ask questions, not be ostracized by humanity as a person who simply asks questions and wants to learn and find out more. Call in. I want to hear your opinion, 888-528-2557, because we're not afraid to ask questions and open up on this show. 99.5 KKLA, call the number once again, 888-528-2557. But the most important thing we can do as believers is through all of this is to love and to serve one another. And I'd rather be out there 11 hours a day serving people and loving people and putting bags in their car than to live my life saying, what if I didn't make a difference when people needed it the most? I prefer to live with a little bit of that risk of not than, than living my life understanding that I could have fulfilled God's purpose during a time where that needed it the most. So again, 888-528-2557. I am so thankful for Alfonso. And uh, boy, he's been so patient. Great to have you. And uh, you, it seems like your pastor has, has taught you some pretty good stuff about uh, others when it comes to the vaccine. Uh, let me hear your opinion. Yes, sir. How you doing, Pastor? Good. Man, you know, I, I, I of course, have, have an opinion about being vaccinated or not being vaccinated, you know, but just being able to be, you know, not only a member of the church, but also someone who was in the program and being able to serve the community that was hurting, you know, in that kitchen, you know, and just being able to bring, you know, usher God's presence into the wor- into that worship experience on Thursdays and Sundays, you know, for Easter service and all that. It completely, like, like, the word, like that scripture says, you know, that perfect love casts out all fear. And, you know, just being able to lock arms with you and being able to, to serve, you know, with a whole heart it has put all these opinions away and has helped me like has helped the church, and you know, obviously, I'm I'm sure this helped you to realize what's important. You know, the hurting, the hurting people, and the needs in our community when when this epidemic is is full blown. You know, so you really help us to just keep proper perspective. You know, and and be able to protect ourselves at the same time from from hating our brothers and sisters, regardless of the opinions that they have. Oh, thank you so much, Alfonso. And it's interesting too. Um, you know, we saw during that pandemic, uh, there's people that would drive their cars and they would drive through two or three times the line after they got their food. And I asked them, why are you getting your food? And then you're driving back and you're doing it again. And they said, because there's so many people that are happy and clapping for me. I just want to drive through the line again so that somebody would celebrate me. And I thought, wow, I mean, there are people really 
who just kind of felt in the shadows who needed someone to love them. And I know these are complex issues, a lot of that's going on, you know, and, and the, the virus is real, as was my, we reminded us the first hour. The, many lives have been taken, and we understand the devastation of that. And then many have been taken for many other reasons. It's a very delicate balancing act. But at the same time, I think we just got to get to the place where we stop putting people in corners and saying, ready, set, go, fight. You know, we just got to um, respect the vaccinated, the unvaccinated. Need to, But I think that's true. I think what's happening right now is that a lot of political leaders are banking on the fact that they can just kind of create a battle between the two. And that might be on the political scene what's going on, but on the day-to-day level, I know many people are vaccinated saying, look, I respect the choices of my friend who's unvaccinated, and, I, and I'm going to you know, be a part of their life. Um, so the political ideology of the day that says, you know, let's maybe get 55% of the people not to like 45%, that's good for politics, that's good for the polls, but it's not good for life. But everyday people get that, and I think that's why they're rejecting you know, uh, our president's approval rating, 37% right now that just came out today. I think that's indicative of the fact that many people don't want to be divided. Uh, people who are vaccinated still love unvaccinated people. The love of the American people, I think, is still stronger than than any type of division. We got to keep that alive. We got to grow in that and we got to build some momentum. And uh, that that's what I think today is presents a little bit of sadness you know, I walked into a restaurant and this lady, a uh, young lady was working there and I asked her about what's going on. And, you know, I wear my mask when I go out, I'm not trying to cause fights or anything like that. And uh, do I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a game changer? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I just I, I don't want workers to feel nervous and, and, and have the uneasy feeling. Uh, that, that's my feeling. But she said, uh, you know, as I walked in there, she said, I just feel so bad because I'm going to have to tell people no. I'm fearful of that. And it's like, wow, I mean, we're like putting a lot of these, uh, you know, security guards in the hands of many 18, 19 year old uh, workers and just a lot of stress and a lot of businesses don't want to enforce. They have to. They're going to get shut down. Just a lot of just mandates and, and just, you know, you know, top down type of stuff. And we just got to get through this and just find a common ground. We agree together. And uh, thank you, Alfonso, for reminding us of the history that was made during this time of serving people. And many people who came out of prison were out there loving on people and serving and, uh, and getting on that food line. And five million people were fed at the Dream Center because of people like Alfonso, who was in rehab at the same time. He was serving other people. And that was therapy for the soul, reaching out and, uh, and making a difference. But we are, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure. And I think a lot of people feel coerced and things like that. And I think Ellie from Calabasas has something to say about that. Thank you so much for waiting, Ellie. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Okay, so my first comment is consent, not coercion. I did get COVID. Actually, I got COVID from an, a, a relative who was vaccinated. Mm. So, uh, you know, and I know, I know a lot of that. I pray that no matter what happens and no matter how this comes on, that I am still going to be the same woman that I was before this, that I, that I am living my life the way Christ would want that. But I have to say that when I look, that things started to protect us, to keep us, uh, you know, in our homes so we wouldn't get sick for the first two weeks. And then, of course, then they start the mandate, and now people are losing their jobs. People are suicide. Yeah. It doesn't look like that we're being taken care of, you know? So I think that's why a lot of people are standing up and saying, you don't force me. This is my body. How could you tell me to do this? And I still believe that it hasn't been uh, 
checked out long enough for them to do this. Thank you so much, Ellie. What a wonderful phone call. Again, I mean, we keep hearing people who've gone through this themselves in a very severe way, but yet at the same time, they support a lot of the freedoms of others to make their own choices and, and not to be forced to do anything and not to be, um, you know, like that, the Python just squeezes them out of society or they can't really do much more except for just kind of exist and float around. And, uh, and uh, so it's interesting. And, and thank you, Ellie, for that phone call. And again, 888-528-2557, 99.5 KKLA. Uh, what a day. What a hour that we are living in. I just... On the surface, and I always say on the surface, because sometimes the things that hit you on the surface are the things that really kind of instinctively many times are kind of the right feeling. You know, when something hits you, like, ooh, and when I heard that, man, we're going to be checking people's names at the doors and all that. I'm like, ooh, you know, it doesn't really sit right um, with me. But again, many of you have a lot to say. Again, 99.5-888-528-2557-888. 528-2557. I'd love to hear your opinion, and I'm looking forward to hearing from David and Whittier. What do you have to say, David? Hello there. Hello, sir. I just, I'm looking, first of all, I have had my vaccines because my doctor recommended it because of COPD, but I don't think they have a right to force anyone into it. For one thing, it's against it's a HIPAA violation, yeah. which is, like, some people might think I'm stretching it, but health care is nobody else's business but between their doctor and themselves. And uh, also, this is just instituting almost like Jim Crow laws. There's two classes of people. Instead of skin color, it's vaccination. And that's the way I see it. It's just going down and it's by the same party that started Jim Crow laws. Yeah, you know, David, it's interesting. I, and I do think we're going to look back one day um, on this particular issue, if even though it's a separate set of circumstances, obviously. But I think we're going to look back one day and realize, did we really just check people at the door to see if their health status was a certain way? And I just, I don't think it's the the place that we want to be. It's a culture that we want to live in, the world that we want to live in. And so um, I, I just want to hear your thoughts. Just keep calling in because I think the world that we're living in right now is, is going towards... Um, really a battle and a fight and it's been a long fight it's been two years that we've been dealing with this and it just feels like we're never going to get out of this and I, when people get frustrated you know when the bible says that where there is no revelation there is no restraint i think people are upset because they don't see a way out of it and when there's no way out of it when there's no conversation of like you know here's the goals here's what we want to accomplish here's what we want to do people are just kind of left floundering around and they just get frustrated over time and, uh, and so we just really have to get out of this place. Um, in 10 years from now, we're going to be dealing with the elements of fear, this fear that's in the air. We think that all, you know, we're seeing the addictions, we're seeing the suicides, all of this, that it's coming to an end. No, we are literally in the process right now. We have no understanding what it's going to be like 10 years down the road for our children. And that's always been my greatest concern is uh, their hopes and the dreams of, of so many young people growing up, and they're just kind of been living this mindset of, I can't do this, I can't do that. And uh, we as God's people, uh, we ought to speak a different language in the world in which we live in, a message of faith, hope, and opportunity. 
setbacks, losses. I remember during our food line as people were coming through, we were trying to have graduations for kids that missed their graduations and so much battle. And I know that many people will say, well, that's not as big of a deal as someone whose life is at stake. I get I understand. But there's some very important things that are at stake for the future of so many people out here today. And so here we are. We are in Los Angeles, California. And in some ways, it feels like with what we're going through today, we're actually kind of going backwards, it feels like. And uh, the freedoms that we thought we were breaking loose and getting into. And now it just feels like this is a cycle that we are trapped in and we can't get out of. And so, um, but Chris from Canoga Park, maybe Chris knows something. I don't know. These are just my opinions, but uh, we're so glad to have your perspective on here today. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. What's your feelings about what what happened today? What do you feel about the mandates and, and all that's taking place? I, I agree with the person. Um, I actually kind of saw it in, in sort of like a, I was kind of comparing it to something a little bit different, but uh, a previous caller had said something about it. It kind of looks a little bit like um, the Jim Crow laws where you have like the those people versus those people, and there's places you can go if you're a certain color and all of that. I almost kind of see it as, I mean, obviously not to this extent, but, you know, you had the Jews during the Holocaust. It was like they had the, the Yellow Star of David, you know, uh, on their clothes, and that made them the out group, and everybody else was the in group. Now, it's, if you don't have a vaccine card or whatever, then you're outcast. You know, so it's almost like it flips. If you don't have proof of vaccination or you didn't get it, you're pushed aside. If you can prove that you have it, you're fine. Um, and then that's something that has definitely affected my family. I've been told not to come to certain birthday parties for my cousins and other relatives simply because I chose not to get vaccinated because I have concerns with my own health and I get frequent headaches and different things like that. So I'm kind of concerned that it's going to affect my job performance and just how I serve in the church and things like that. So that's my reason for not getting it. I'm I'm not against anybody that has gotten it, but for my own health and how I can best serve people in the church, you know, I don't think it's right for me to get it because I don't know how it will affect me. I just have, you know, not so great health to begin with. Yeah. You know, that's my concern. And yeah, yeah. it feels like that. It's already affected my family quite a bit. Uh, thankfully, my parents <laughs> can still talk to me, but, and so do my siblings, but just certain relatives I haven't seen in a while because they won't see me unless I get vaccinated. So it's very sad. Yeah, Chris, thank you so much. I, and I, and you know, people losing the reputations, you know, or, or um, deals, endorsements like Aaron Rodgers and these things like that. Well, you didn't say what we wanted you to say, or you know, maybe he was nervous about saying what his status was at that time, and and he didn't he he didn't know what to do at that time. He was caught confused, or you know, and maybe didn't give all the information that was needed. But just in general, just the kind of the mindset. That, oh, man, you're not of this camp, so we won't let you in, or we're going to, like, find a way to squeeze you out of society. That is something that is just very, very dangerous, and it's a precedent that gets in. It starts to—and I think the way—reason why many times um, people in the church kind of feel that way is because I think generally we just feel that— you know, we are redeemed by Christ and we are surrounded by many other people and we work with them. We, we live amongst people. We, you know, that's part of the, the, the plan of, of God is that is interacting with one another. And so I think it hits us a little bit harder when that mindset comes in of just like, you know, as Christians you can't do that. I don't think it's political as much as it's just, a, it's something so different 
from what we are taught in the gospel to kind of put yourself in somebody else's world, to, to make a difference, to reach out, or not to turn the other way when someone's walking down the road, uh, that good Samaritan principle, all that. So I think it hits us a little bit different. And uh, after this break, we're going to hear from others again. Please call in 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557-99.5-KKLA. Let's love one another and let's serve one another. And let's just keep on reaching out one for another, making a difference, helping each other. And let's don't let uh, the, the prevailing mindset of the world get in us. The Bible says, do not conform to the world, but transform it by the renewing of your mind. That's, that's a position of staying in love, staying in generosity, staying in the mindset of a giver. And getting away from this self-preservation mindset only. It's important, but don't live in that place of just says, this is the only um, life I have. And I'm just going to, me, myself, and I, we have got to help one another, serve one another, reach out to one another, and and give and love and sow and serve and help and make a difference. And so when we get back, we will take your calls again. One more time, 888-528-2557, 99.5-KKLA. Look forward to hearing your calls after the break. Welcome, everyone. KKLA 99.5 Southern California Live, Los Angeles, San Diego. This is Matthew Barnett, pastor of the LA Dream Center and Angeles Temple. I want to hear your thoughts right now. Go to the phone, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We are talking about the new COVID mandate, documentation rule, whatever it is, whatever they're going to ask for. In the city of Los Angeles, as you go into a restaurant, what is your opinions? What are your thoughts? Is it good? Is it bad? Um, again, we've just been talking today about the uh, divisive nature of our culture and all that is taking place. There's this group and that group and fighting together. And uh, we as a, the body of Christ, you know, standing in that position of unity, standing in the position of uh, loving one another despite vaccination titles and all this crazy stuff that's going on that is on the, you know, and I think one of the things too is, you know, when, when all this was going on, the lockdowns and, and uh, the daily briefings were going on, you would hear things that were said like, because of COVID, now we can do this because of COVID. Now we can do this. I, if, if the only thing that was said was we are going to go into lockdown because we believe in protecting the health of people. Now, some people might say, okay, that's overboard. But if that's all that was attached to it, I think people would say, okay, I can deal with the fact that maybe somebody's restrictions might be stronger than I would like simply because it was mainly that. But when every single day it's coming out because of this, that can happen. And now we can reimagine what the city will look like going forward and reset. I think that's when a lot of people started to tune out. I know that's when I did because I thought to myself, oh my goodness, this really should just be about this one singular issue. Now it's morphed into this issue and that's the issue. And before long, I I was sitting back thinking, how can we now as a church begin to reset and reimagine what it's like to be able to uh, serve in the world that we live in? So maybe you're like me and you saw a lot of those conversations going on about all the other things that we could do now because of this. And 
you know, and then, then you saw a lot of people not abiding, you know, by their own rules. And, and to be honest, I was never really even that disappointed with that as well, because people are humans that make mistakes. And, you know, you can lay, you have to follow the example that you said. If you say we're going to lock down and do this and don't go there, and then you end up being at a place that you said that others shouldn't go. I still have a lot of forgiveness in my heart towards that, because that's what we are as believers. But when it gets to the place where it's years and years and years, and if we hold on in this and that can happen, I just feel that a lot of people are tired and they're worn down and they're frustrated and that they've gone through this. So, um, Sean in L.A., what do you have to say about this? Sean in Los Angeles, uh, are you on your own? Oh, right I'm now? sorry. I had my That's okay. That, that was on me. I had you on for too long. And then realized You're fine. What do you got? There's a great divide, even in the church. Um, I want to stay with the scriptures and what the Bible says. And that's what I would encourage the body of Christ to do, is to stay with what the Word of God says and echo that. And that's how we will remain on one accord. He, you know, we have to remember that the Bible says that in Psalms 91, when these things come and plagues come, He won't let it come nigh our dwelling, because we are covered by His blood. And this is an opportunity for us to tell the world to, uh, that Jesus saves and He lives and He's coming again. And, you know, Amen. we want to echo Him as, and get off of so much the virus and all these other things, because it has taken all kinds of different risks and levels, you know, different lanes and levels, and it's not going to stop, as I see. But also, I don't understand how they can make a law for someone to doctor on me yeah. or to make me get something and tell me I'm a threat by something I've never had. Yes, yes. They, you know, then if you got vaccinated, then what? how am I a threat to you? Right. Yeah. Now they're wearing they vaccinated with two masks on. That would I mean like and then there's a backlash I believe that's gonna be like me, I can't wear the mask. None of them. Because I have Euterica, and it wasn't a cookie-cut situation from the beginning for me because I break out. I'm allergic to that. I can't breathe that stuff in my my lungs. I've been messed up. So I have been rebellious in some, in some ways because of the things that, and then they said two weeks, and now it's now almost two years. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Yes, absolutely. And. I think that is the big issue right there. You nailed it. It's like, is this thing ever going to end? Is there ever going to be a uh, a future and a possibility? I know a lot of young people also have that same. But I, but I like the fact that you're saying, let, let's let's just try to speak. We know that this thing is going to be with us for a long time. Um, it's going to be shaping a lot of the culture and policy. But how can we as believers decide to speak a different language in a world that is speaking of division and falling apart and all these type of things. And, and that's so important. We get frustrated. I think we have to have a high level of grace one for another because many times people uh, say things they didn't mean because they're tired, they're worn down, they're frustrated. And just, you know, quick to forgive, quick to listen, quick to hear and realize that um, we can build bridges during this time. That's what we're trying to do. But uh, there are a lot of concerns, and I, and, I, and I think it's okay to be upset as a believer and say, look, I don't think this mandate is fair. It's okay to be upset about it. It's okay to be frustrated and say, I don't like the fact that we're checking for people's like health IDs at a door. That's totally okay to do that. 
but but within that, let's let's also remember just to live at peace with with those who in, in those workplaces and and do our best to, to maintain that good Christian posture of of serving one another um, in the middle. I know it's challenging at times, but we can do it. Um, we can speak a different language in the middle of a world that's full of fear and concern. But thank you so much, and uh, great to hear. We have an interesting perspective, and uh, from Patrick from Laguna Niguel. Patrick, great to have you on the show. Hi, can you hear me okay? Perfectly. Hey, uh, I'm anti-vaccination, and as an ex-military guy who's had a career of having to take vaccinations, whether it be uh, anthrax or the flu vaccines required every year, the main difference I see is that those had quite long, uh, quite lengthy trials associated with them. And, uh, you know, pretty proven in terms of the majority of the population being able to take it. And these just haven't done it. Um, You combine that with the misrepresentation of flat-out lies in terms of following the science, because it's exactly the opposite of following the science, as some of your callers have already mentioned. You know, the vaccinations do not prevent transmission. They do not prevent infection. They keep somebody that gets infected from having maybe go to the hospital instead of toughing it out at home like we do with the flu. So you combine that with this, you know, whole flip on their position of my body, my choice, you know, and, uh, you know, an obvious political agenda in terms of, in my opinion, as we are on, you know, short final for crazy town and rapture (laughs) and in the days, you know, uh, the conditioning and the control involved, you know, uh, some of my Christian coworkers, you know, like, hey, is this the mark? Now, I don't believe it is, but I believe it's conditioning for the mark. Yeah, uh, and do it rather than losing my, losing my job. I probably would. I would just pray about it, like I would the blessing of the food that I eat every day. A God is totally capable of rendering this uh, impotence in our systems. Um, but I will file a religious exemption uh, just based on principle and exercise the system. At the same time, I'll respect everybody else's choices. I, I don't like wearing a mask when I go into a store, but I do carry one because and wear it if, if the store requires it because that's their right. If I'm around somebody that's in a high-risk category, I'll put it on out of respect for the fact that they're in a high-risk category because the, the only thing that does make sense about this in terms of us, you know, in the military, it's like, oh, we've got to protect the force. Well, like, okay, we do have to project military strength around the world, right? But me getting vaccinated doesn't protect the force. It protects me, theoretically. Yeah. It, yeah, Patrick, thank you so much. I mean, yeah, I mean, what a perspective. I think he's kind of nailed it in the sense of what we're feeling is is the ability to, um, you know, respect others and yet at the same time understand that this is not normal. This feeling that we're all discovering every day that kind of makes you feel in your heart like, oh, my goodness, we actually got to the place where we're doing this. I don't think that's a bad feeling. That Don't feel bad when you get to the place in your life where you can't figure just why we are not accepting of everybody and um, and allowing people to eat at the same table, so to speak, you know, and uh, that that's a frustration that I believe it's a, it's a righteous frustration. It's a right frustration. And uh, Patrick, you know, who served our country and military and served, he understand, I think he under, he gets it that look, I will do the things I need to do to look out one for another. I'll wear a mask in a store because I don't want the workers to feel uncomfortable. And they probably don't even want to do the things that they're forced to do. So I will respect that. But, but, but I understand that there's something that's going on in the world today that, that is pushing people towards um, this, this level of conformity. It's, it's strange that uh, 
you know, a lot of people, you know, that were like uh, in the area of big pharma, for example, it's kind of like uh, now it's people who are against big pharma, you know, big business, big corporations are now kind of moving towards big corporations and uh, and they're like unifying. So it's, it's a strange thing. And the pandemic, you know, really impacted the middle class to where now there's like a 1% in the world that got so prosperous and were set up to win during the pandemic and everything was set up to where they can succeed. They had the infrastructure, the trucks, the, the deliveries and the small businesses got hit. And then and then the 1%, you know, the wealth gap is unbelievable right now. We can't get ships to the port to bring presents for our kids. And just, you know, just a lot of those types of things where a lot of people are stuck in the middle. The wealthy are gonna just are killing it financially right now. Absolutely. I talked to somebody the other day. He said the 1% are going to own practically everything. And then a lot of people, the images will never leave our mind, folks. We will never forget you know, uh, the guy on the surfboard who was being arrested for wearing a mask as he was on the surfboard. We'll never forget the small business owner, you know, again, taken away and, and arrested. I mean, those are things that will forever live in our mind. But don't get to the place to where you let that hate drive you. Still live in love. Still forgive. Still understand that although a lot was done in the area beyond the virus, beyond the masking, beyond all of that, a lot was done to hurt a lot of people in real tangible ways, and a lot of wealth was transferred to that 1%. We have got to continue to understand that God has called us to love and serve and look out one for another. And just and we can be frustrated. We can share our opinions and our concern about what is going on. And that's okay. This is a safe place to do that. We need to have safe places to... And that's what makes America what it is. People can share whatever they feel. They can be a, get on here and have one opinion. But God's people, we have a chance to do something we've never done before. And I've seen that during the Dream Center during this time. I've seen the people step up and serve and feed people and love people. I've seen the goodness of humanity. I've seen the kindness that oftentimes isn't described on media as they say, this group of people and this are divided. I've seen way more unity than that. There's a lot more going on beneath the surface than a lot of people truly understand. There's a lot more of kindness and looking out one for another. So don't just believe the, uh, the frustration, the fight, and the uh, animosity every single night. Don't, don't believe that that is a prevailing thought of humanity. Because it's never a good projection when you see what's really going on. And that is, people are looking out for one another that the church is serving in the midst of these hard times. I'm forever convinced that these are times that have that are going to make us into something we never thought we would be. Is it fair? No. Are 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 these laws that happen today? I I don't I I don't understand. It's everything that goes against my Savior, who would just live his life putting himself in somebody else's world and serving. It just it's everything opposed to what Jesus would do. There's never a situation we would ever turn away anybody at the door to our church ever for any reason, because that's the essence of the heart of Christ and being a believer. But after this break, we're going to come back and we're going to hear from um, other phone calls as well. I know that Rich and Elisa Viejo's got something as well that he wants to share. And all of you, thank you so much. Again, after the break, call in 888-528-2557. Repeat that one more time. 888-528-2557. 99.5 KKLA. Southern California Live. We'll take your calls right after the break. Welcome everyone to KKLA 99.5 and Smart Chain calling in 888 528 
888-528-2557. Again, 888-528-2557. Give us a call. We are heading towards a final segment today, as you know, obviously, is the mandates. We are all about that on the show today. Do you like it? Do you not not like it? Are you frustrated? Uh, do you think it's part maybe of, of more restrictions that are coming less? But more than all that, are you keeping your hope alive? Are you uh, deciding every day to put on the full armor of God and the faith and trust in God in the middle of a time that is very uncertain? Don't let tomorrow die. Stay strong and just keep going. Nobody can stop you when you are connected to Christ. So don't let whatever's going on in the world today and uh, whatever doesn't seem just, the Bible says in Philippians 4, 8, whatsoever things are pure, just, noble, any virtue, think on these things. Find a way to think on things that will give you joy in life. But at the same time, have an opinion. Talk it out. Share what's in your heart. This is all very positive when we get together and just lay out our concerns because, uh, you know, America was shaped by people speaking forth what they believe in, and it continues to guide who we are and never feel embarrassed or ashamed about sharing what's on your heart and letting it fly. And we've got some phone calls here today. And uh, thank you so much, Rich, from Aliso Viejo, a great area. Tell us about what's on your heart right now. Good afternoon. Well, um, I I guess to start with, I've worked in the farm industry for about 35 years. And, you know, I'm a scientist and work with um, things like what we're talking about today. My problem with what we're doing in in this situation with mandates is is less about um, less about how I feel about a mandate and more about the fact that I think the regimentation is part of a spiritual struggle or spiritual warfare to start with. It's it's a teaching and regimentation that a one-size solution fits all, and there is no other solution. So if you have natural immunity um, that's recognized by, oh, I don't know, little journals like New England Journal of Medicine <laughs> as being superior to vaccination, and it's testable at your local CVS pharmacy, is somehow not good enough to allow you to get a card so that you can go and do normal things. And as a Christian, I've been told before I got my vaccination um, that I should stop attending a small group because there were other people who were older, and even though they'd been vaccinated, they really needed to be protected. And so I went ahead and got my vaccination. But the real issue that caused me to, to delay was not rebellion against the mandate or disdain for the vaccination, but there's no strong evidence that this vaccine works other than it produces precipitating antibodies, which is what you do before you file with the FDA to show that it might work. And there's nothing that shows that this thing, based on statistics now, prevents serious infection. In our small group at the church where I attend, there have been four of the 10 people who attend who were vaccinated, who had breakthrough infections, and two of them ended up hospitalized and on ventilators. Wow. 
Well, yeah, Rich, I think, you know, coming from your experience of 35 years, it's interesting you came to that conclusion of what of what you're thinking about immunity and all that. And uh, it's great to hear your perspective on that and as well. And uh, against the mandates, are you how are you feeling? Uh, I want to hear from Pasadena. And I know Marlene is out there representing the 818. Uh, what are you thinking over there and the mandates and what's going on in Pasadena? Uh, you're probably not exactly where Los Angeles is yet, but uh, I think it's all probably shooting around to different neighborhoods soon. But Marlene, what do you think about the mandates that's going on here in the city of Los Angeles today? Well, I don't like the control issue. I think it's very unconstitutional in the uh, light of the fact that 99.5% of people who have come down with coronavirus survive. And uh, they're making a mountain out of a molehill. Yes, this is a new virus, but never in the history of the United States has there been anything like this, no matter what the epidemic of disease was. And... uh, I think it is mainly a control issue. Yeah. I also understand from scientific evidence that when you obtain uh, the shot, it is not a vaccination, that negates our natural human immunity to all disease. So you're much more prone to... um, uh, much more prone to all other diseases. Yeah, thank you so much, Marlene. And I think, you know, we saw today at City Hall that mass gathering of uh, people, fire department workers and uh, police officers that were all, you know, protesting the mandate, um, which is interesting because a lot of these people laid down their life in the pandemic. I mean, they laid down everything to serve and to protect, and they were going into some very dangerous places uh, before there was even a vaccine. And they were risking it all for other people and uh, putting themselves in harm's way. And, uh, and now it's, it's almost like the payment for that is uh, you're going to lose your job if you don't do this. And so it's, it's, um, it's a very uh, conflicting world that we're living in right now. And there's a lot of uh, just concern and, uh, and great surprise, I think, uh, when, the, when these mandates so late into the system of a couple years are all of a sudden now put down upon us. Um, and just, I guess, the, it's a, once again, it's that imagery. It's, it's uh, going into a place and saying, you sit over here and you sit over here based upon uh, an injection that you got. It just doesn't sit well with many people. It's just, it gets into them into a place to where they feel like, why are we in a place in America where we are dividing people up? They say, well, they do that in other countries. But that's not America. That's not who we are. Ultimately, we fight. You know, we disagree. But we're Americans and we all get together and we promote and love and we serve one another. That's why we're the most generous country in the world. That's why we give the most to missions of any country in the world, because there's always this mindset of I am going to serve beyond myself. I am going to help somebody else. And so that's why the the worker in the the restaurant is kind of is cringing, you know, and they're like, I don't really want to do this. Something I don't want to do. This is not my job to be a police officer and tell people what they can't do. And and I just it's going to create a lot of struggle and there's going to need to be a lot of love and, and understanding and, and even even Christian people who have not been vaccinated, you know, and and dealing with some of these uh, skirmishes, I encourage you to still act in love and kindness. You know, it, it, as hard as it is to hear this word, but, you know, Jesus said turning the other cheek, it means that sometimes you can win somebody over 
even if they turn you away, you still love them. And I know many of you are like, oh, that almost seems impossible. No, it's not. God ultimately wants us to be true to his word more than anything else. And uh, I'm just praying for you. I'm praying for the city of Los Angeles. I'm praying that we as believers would have strong opinions regarding what we feel because Christians uh, do not need to be suppressed in their opinions. We need to share them. But ultimately, in the end, really fight for the cause of Christ, fight for the cause of serving one another. And I just got to tell you, during this time, um, last, as we round up this this uh, time together, uh, 99.5 KKLA, uh, 888-528-2557, Southern California Live, 99.5 Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. And... Um, I, if, if there's one more last call that we might want to call in during this time, please um, share with us what's going on. But again, it is uh, the Bible says fight the good fight of faith. And ultimately, it's all said and done. We're supposed to fight for things that matter, things that pertain to the faith. And uh, there's other fights that we can fight, but are they truly pertaining to what's most important? Are they the fight of faith? Keep your faith alive. May it be said that during this time, that your children looked at during the pandemic and all the struggles and your children would be like, yes, my parents believe certain things about life. But when it was all said and done, they trusted the word of God. They trusted the truth of, of prayer. I saw them pray like they never prayed during this time. I saw them believe God for things more than any other time. And so although we are kind of, you know, living in a day that honestly, frankly, to me feels a little bit sad. It feels sad that we just kind of keep saying no to people and we keep, you know, putting them aside in this group and that group. That's just so far away from my mindset, you know, which takes in heroin addicts at the dream center where I pastor in the middle of the night, you know, and takes in anybody who's just stumbling out of a bar and welcomes them into the house of God and helps them when they're throwing up and, and detoxing, you know, and holds their hand by the toilets or getting their life back together. To me, that, that, that's what we're really called to be and to believe and to see it go in any different direction and it go into a place to where everybody is in this mindset of, oh my goodness, I have to protect myself. Yes, do it. But at the same time, you're not really living until you've reached out of yourself and you put yourself in someone else's world. So I encourage you, if you live in this life and you're, and you're alive and you're breathing, you're just not alive and you're breathing because you're alive and you're breathing. You're alive and breathing when you're alive to Christ, dead to self, serving others, making a difference. And don't you let anybody ever take that away from you. That's who you are on the inside. And so as we go forward, let's be an example and, and a witness and let's stand for the truth. Let's stand. We have a fight. This is a fight of, of, of a mindset of segregation in the sense of the medical sense and, and, and people's status and stuff versus bringing people together. And we fight to bring people together. That is who we are. So never lose that fight. Don't turn away. Any, maybe your house needs to be a restaurant for someone who won't be taken in into a restaurant. Maybe just God's called you to be the restaurant someone else needs in their life. But every day, every day, get up, put on the full armor of God. The Bible says that we wear the helmet of righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness, and uh, the feet that are shot, the preparation of the gospel of peace. But God never gave us anything to wear on our backside. Why? We didn't get the full armor because God never intended for us to show our back to the enemy. He wants us going forward in all that we do. 
So thank you so much today. It's been a great joy to be with you on the show at 99.5 KKLA, Southern California Live. And tomorrow I'll be back. And uh, again, more heated uh, discussion, more honesty, and just a safe place for you to share what you're going through in life. But Father, I just ask you today that you have blessed the people that are listening to this show and that you would encourage them and love them and let them feel today that they are not alone. They are not a name. They are not a title. They are not a class of people. They are not a label that society would put upon them. But every one of us are fearfully, wonderfully made, and we live our life reaching out one to another and blessing others. And we thank you that today that no matter what gets passed down or what laws that we have to live under, we are living under the kingdom of God, and that is the greatest place in which we can be. Well, thank you so much, and uh, it's been a great joy to be with you in this time. And uh, if you have anybody that's in need or needs help, you can go to dreamcenter.org. And uh, if you're dealing with a drug addiction or anything, you can fill out the application. We'll take them in free of charge and help the homeless and serve them and uh, make a difference. We'd love to present that to all of you today. So go check it out at dreamcenter.org and find out all that I've been talking about today is really from the background of loving people and serving and making a difference. Go boldly, go courageously, live your life, serve others, and let nothing hold you back. And don't let the spirit of fear shape you into a person you are never meant to be. You are meant to be everything God has called you. And go out there and be it and do it and live it. I love you and God bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.